are listening to the Savage Fincast, episode 34, doubling down with Frank Fosco. Chicago. A criminal mastermind called Overlord held our city in his terrifying grip. Ordinary cops were losing the battle against Overlord's super freaks and mutants. Then, a miracle happened. When I found him, he had no memory of his past. I helped him find an identity and a life. Now we have a fighting chance. Now we have the dragon. This is the Savage Fincast, the show that puts the spicy in the buffalo. I am Jim Purcell. I'm Craig Olson, and I'm, and I'm Raven Perez. That was the most amazing <laughs> Raven impression I've ever heard. It's like he's standing here in this room alive today. Sorry, Raven. Just had to get you back for last time. Raven is not with us. He's not. This, this episode, unfortunately. Uh, he always makes every episode pretty awesome, I think. So we're going to miss him, but uh, the show must go on. So we got a big episode. Uh, yes, we have a very exciting episode. We got we have another interview lined up for you, the listeners, the one, the only, Frank Fosco, fan favorite Frank Frank Fosco. Indeed, anyone who's a longtime Savage Dragon fan knows uh, Frank Fosco's influence or presence in Dragon has been one of the one of the greats, one of the best backups. I think he's probably done at least six or seven different. Backups in Savage Dragon, well, if not more. <laughs> six or seven individually title titles, you mean? Yeah, all right. Well, he's, he's probably he's done got... at least you know fifty issues at this point. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So uh, prolific that man. Why don't we uh, just cut to the chase and get through the news and trivia so we can as talk to the gentleman quickly as possible? All right, well, we'll start with some Eric Larson news for this episode. Uh, First bit of news is uh, Eric Larson's channeling Fletcher Hanks. Uh, Eric Larson will be providing the packaging artwork for a Stardust action figure as part of the Amazing Heroes retro-style superhero action figures Kickstarter campaign. It's like a tongue twister. It is. But, it's a lot of words. Uh, yeah. On his Facebook page, Eric stated, I was trying to do a kind of Fletcher Hanks homage without outright copying Fletcher Hanks. The uh, the point wasn't to become Hanks, uh, but rather to keep the character roughly on model in my style. An image of uh, the the packaging art is up at dragonfan.net if you want to check it out. Uh, now, Stardust is one of the more crazy Golden Age public domain characters. People like getting into him because he's just so freaking out there. Yeah, Fletcher Hank. There's a there's a couple of collections of the Stardust. Uh, or Fletcher Hanks works. I He's a super wizard. Puts it out. Yeah, and it's just so off the wall and weird. It's a golden age comic, but it's just like so off the wall and strange. And way, even the artwork way ahead weird. of its time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so uh, I guess this Kickstarter had you know they did like a dare like the go- bunch of golden age characters, right. kind of in those what do you call them, Miko style are they character. miko i because I, the, the photo i saw they looked like they were all plastic and not oh maybe you're right maybe the, yeah i, I saw miko I action think, figures right. in like the promo images so i'm not sure what they were trying to uh no i don't I, I don't know i'm not a big 
action figure, figure guide. Yeah, me neither. But it was pretty neat. I, I know. Uh, now I, I recall Stardust, I believe, had a ba- had a had a feature in one of the um, um, next issue project. Next issue project issues. Yeah, so. Joe Keating drew it, and uh, Mike Alred, I think, penciled that. Uh, which is funny because on this Kickstarter, Mike Alred's penciling the Daredevil uh, packaging. Huh. Is a black <laughs> terror in there? The I think he might be, but I'm not absolutely sure. I, it, it is a lot oh, of yeah, those kind black of. Terror. So yeah, there's that. Um, if you go to dragonfan.net, you can see the the image. It's it's pretty neat. Oh, they made their funding goal. They're funded. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a, you know, tangently, but this is Eric Larson's first Kickstarter, and it's successful. Well, I mean, he's just yeah, he's just drawing. drawing. I know. So. But um, yeah, that's very interesting. I, I mean, um, it, it's it's kind of you know just kind of cool that he would do something like this. It just seems kind of uh, I don't know. It's not not so much outside his wheelhouse, but it's just kind of a you know kind of interesting thing that just kind of cropped up. Yeah. That you wouldn't really expect to you know happen. Right. Right. So that's right. cool. And Stardust is a very visually a very weirdly shaped character that the. Larson style really kind of captures. So yeah, yeah. He's got the big upper body, lower, small lower body thing going on. He's got that weird kind of like super, not super side, but his head is just a little bigger. Yeah, it should. <laughs> well, he's got he has weird proportions in his original comics, just because it's just got such a surreal look to it already. Yeah. Um, and that's actually probably a lot of why artists and creators are attracted to the character just because of how different he is. Yep. But, uh, so yeah, that's interesting. Um, other bit of news, uh, exciting for me personally, uh, Neutron Bob is returning in Savage Dragon 203. Uh, Larson recently posted the cover to Savage Dragon 203 on his Facebook. Uh, solicitation description has not been released, but the cover shows fan favorites, Neutron Bob battling Malcolm, uh, with a deadly duo in the background. Which tells you that we're going to be in Detroit, I assume. That's usually the indicator. Yeah, yeah. That was almost like a similar type cover. Was like, wasn't that like around like eighty something yeah, or something? Yeah, I went like back that. and checked all the covers from Bob's major appearances. But yeah, basically his first appearance issue, uh, Kid Avengers in the background, and uh, Kill Cat is like trying to strangle him. You know, failing at it. Yeah. The dragon and Bob are like. At going at it, so that's a great cover. Uh, I thought maybe there was a, another similar cover when when uh, when uh, Bob fought Kerr, but he isn't on the cover. Uh, uh, but I believe the Deadly Duo might be. Yeah, the Deadly Duo are on that cover. So this one you get again, you get Malcolm, Bob, and the Deadly Duo. So and we haven't seen Bob in the main feature in a while. There was just that, that last back- uh, last backup, but it's yep. it's cool to see him back. It is cool. He is you know great design, of course. Whenever a character comes back, you gotta worry about it being his last. Yeah. Especially since last time. Did I ever tell you how that may, almost made me throw uh, drop Savage Dragon when Bob got no. the stomach cut open? I was. Oh yeah, I forgot I was about so that. Fucking pissed. That was with the the God Sword, right? Yeah, but yeah. Kill Kid. What happened? Uh, Dragon was Kerr at the time, and. Um, Kill Cat and Kid Avenger being the dopes that they are, 
uh, decided to help Dragon this time because previously they had fought against Dragon because they were working for Cyberface. So they said, "Hey, we're going to get it right this time. We're going to fight with Dragon against Bob, who Bob at the time was, you know, being a quote unquote hero because he was on probation." And right, uh, right. So right. they backed the wrong pony, and so Kerr had them pick Bob up and say, "Hold him there," and just slit his stomach open. And the most yeah. depressing thing I've ever seen. But he lived. Yeah, I must be. You know, Eric probably just wasn't ready to give up on that character yet, because as we know, you know, it seems like it's so easy for Eric to just to, to uh, you know, kill characters off. So yeah, that's cool. So anyway, it's cool he's coming back. It's cool he's got. He's making the cover again. He's always fun to see on the cover. Yeah, ben? and again, you, you can go on DragonFan.net to see that cover. So yeah, um, uh, we got a couple of answers for the trivia. Uh, last episode yeah so let's jump into it our trivia question so uh last episode uh we said our, our question was in savage dragon 198 a troll discusses uh all of the different beings that existed under the ground two of the groups uh that were mentioned are were the warring uh, lava lords and the magma knights and what title did the magma magma knights first appear yeah i can't say that word uh, and so we got a couple of uh, responses. Uh, ben Underwood wrote us, and he said, I wrote in a while back with an incorrect trivia answer, but I think I've got this one. Those underground races you asked about in episode 33 first appeared in Invincible. Am I right? Yes, you are. And he also went on to say, either way, thanks for the podcast. I really appreciate the chance to hear other folks who love the Savage Dragon as much as I do dive deep into each issue. I know that it's work to put together a podcast, and I appreciate what you're doing for the Dragon fan community. If we as fans don't share the word about this series, who will? Thanks. Please keep it up. Thanks well, for your th- kind words there, Ben. Yeah, thank you. That uh, you know, it means a lot to, to get a letter like that. We really appreciate hearing back from people, um, and uh, I'm touched. Thank you. Uh, and you are correct on your, your trivia question. We got another... Uh, now the the magmites uh, the magnetites didn't actually appear in these last couple of issues, right? They're just referenced because uh, the lava lords are the ones that look like they go walking lumps. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. They they don't appear, but I don't think they appear. But they're just referenced by the troll or right. something. Because I can't uh, remember what they look like. I know there was an issue with them fighting. They look more like melty, with their eyes are almost like connected. I don't know. Oh, oh do, they, do they look more like the mindless ones from like Doctor Strange or something? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I think so. Uh, John Pinozzi also wrote in and said the Magmanites are from Robert Kirkman's Invincible, and you're also correct. I took a coin and flipped it, and the trivia winner is is uh, Ben Underwood, who wins either a digest-sized version of Savage Dragon 190, the Larson variant cover to Jersey Gods number five, or or the Highbrow Universe Ashcan comic. So, yeah, Ben, uh, if you want to reach out to us, um, email us back. With your contact info. Yep. What's the email again? I don't have it. Uh, it's uh, savagefincast at gmail.com. Yeah, so so email is back. And uh, for anyone else, uh, if you want to just chime in and, you know, you don't have to even have to answer a, a trivia question. Just, uh, yeah. you know, if you have a question about the podcast or want to discuss something or want us to talk about Throw something. Throw trivia at us. Also. We'll yeah. do our best Gavin impressions. Right. So... To move on to this uh, episode's uh, 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 question, uh, 
Uh, our question is, name the deceased Vicious Circle member who briefly starred in a TV show based on Dragon's exploits as a cop. So who's the Vicious Circle member who starred in a TV show based on Dragon's exploits as a cop? He's no longer with us, but uh, that's your clue there. Probably could, you know, a, a better clue is he probably could, uh, he might have been one of those uh, demonoids. You don't, you know, you never know when you think about the character. Maybe that's too big of a clue, but uh, he almost looks like one of them. Anyway, send your responses to savagefincast at gmail.com. We'll sing your praises on the next episode, and one winner will be chosen of all the correct entries to win a G-Man Learning to Fly trade paperback, uh, which includes a Savage Dragon G-Man crossover partly drawn by Larson. Uh, I had Chris Giarusso personally sign and sketch a, a G-Man on the inside cover of this trade. So wow. It's a pretty cool Full prize, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a. He was at, he was at my local comic shop a couple of weeks ago, and oh. uh, yeah, so I got him to do that. Um, so yeah, it's a cool prize. Did you so invite him to the podcast. Right I uh, podcast I did not, it? but at some point uh, we should have him on. I did talk to him about the fincast, and actually, um, uh, what's the guy with a uh, uh, Greg Greg uh, Shegel from Stuff Said? Yeah. You ever listen to that podcast? No. He was there too, and he actually said he he had uh, Larson on one of his uh, a couple of his episodes, and he said he listened to the FinCast to help him prep for his episode just to see what kind of questions you know right. Larson fans ask. Wow. So, yeah, we're, I thought that was cool. We're a resource. <laughs> but it was nice talking to him. And, yeah, and I talked to to Chris G, and he was like, "Oh, you're you're one of those guys from the FinCast, so." You know they're they're aware of us. Uh, I don't know if they listen. You know I, I know Greg Shegel does, but uh, it's almost like we're somebody. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just nice, nice to be able to talk to other Dragon fans. I got myself a nice little uh, Savage Dragon uh, sketch from Chris G as well. Nice. So yeah, well there you go. If you know if you know the the trivia, please uh, write in and give us the answer, and you could win that uh, pretty cool prize. So uh, should we get to the to the reason why we're all oh, here? Oh yeah, let's just jump right to it. Take it away, Craig. All right. Well, we're excited to welcome Frank Fosco back to the show. Frank's portfolio encompasses three decades of work illustrating comic books from Marvel, DC, Image, and Dark Horse. He's probably best known as the artist of the 23 issue run of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comic from uh, Image Comics. His additional career highlights include work on Marvel's World's Greatest Comic Magazine, DC's Robin and Steel Comics, and a ton of backup stories in Savage Dragon, uh, starring characters such as the Rockhouse Diner Crew, Powerhouse, and Flash Mercury, Ethrian, uh, a character he created, uh, Zeke, and fan favorite, uh, the Vanguard serials. So uh, welcome, Frank. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you. It's good to have you on again. Thank you. Appreciate uh, you guys having me. Yeah, all that body of work you just explains about ankle deep. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, I was looking through my notes and I found it hard to believe that last time we talked it was episode three of the FinCast, yeah. which was almost almost three years ago and about wow. thirty episodes yeah. for us. So wow. uh, yeah, Some it's been a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So uh, you guys, issue are strong, right? So that's that's great. <laughs> We're trying. We enjoy, you know, we enjoy talking Savage Dragon. It's not hard. Yeah. 
to, to talk about out for a few hours a month and uh, and it's really neat to be able to touch base with a lot of the creators involved in, in making the book and uh, it's just something fun to do so yeah well, yeah appreciate you guys uh, doing this stuff so cool. see how it goes all right so uh, 199 uh, the newest issue of Savage Dragon was Eric's uh, all double uh, splash page issue i'm assuming you got your comp copies because you're doing the the vanguard serial in the yes. back um what'd you think of uh of of the main story that's okay <laughs> <laughs> no it's a it's a it's a piece of work uh eric just uh knocked out of park with the i mean there's a lot going on and, yeah uh, i mean i'll be able to tell a story in 10 panels right, that, right. that's achievement in itself besides of uh, you know all the great shots and the the details you put in there, everything. It's just, uh, I mean, his Chicago's even gotten better. Uh, yeah, I've noticed that with the past the past few issues too. He's really kind of almost been stepping up his game with with Chicago, right? In terms right. of putting some landmarks and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's beautiful stuff. That that splash where the two page spread, of course. Uh, which one? They go, I guess he numbers them by uh, as a complete thing, like. Uh, Page uh, splash page for one and two would be like number one. Yeah. Uh, two and three would be, or, or three and four would be number two. Uh, the one where the well, dude, seriously, the one where he's coming out of the ground. The uh, yeah, yeah, and it's that, got the background my, with the yeah, with that, with, with that overpass you're talking about. Yeah, with the overpass. That's a real thing. Oh yeah, I mean that that that's the old train actually. I think. I mean, you kind of drew like an overpass, but I think that's supposed to be an old train. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And Eric's always got those like uh, cool water towers on top of the buildings and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's my favorite. What's your whole book? Yeah, I think I agree that with the the hand coming out almost. I had a tilt of the camera, the the angle of a you know the foreshortening of the hand coming towards you, and the you know little Malcolm you know jumping away and that that. That's that. like the the fourth splash in, I guess. Yeah, is. I guess that would be number four according to the. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's what's your take now, as from an artist's point of view? You know, Eric, all of his issues lately have been that twice up. Is that a lot more difficult because you have a lot more to draw on, or is it easier, or how? You know. Well, what's I've never your take done on that. I've never done twice up. I've done poster yeah. size before, and you know, you can uh, your line can be a lot cleaner, a lot more tighter because. Uh, the, the tiny, even like the little tiny panels, like where he's, you know, his previous issues where he's got like, uh, like 12 panels, of, 12 panels on the page. And even those little tiny shots are, are tight now, you know, they're not just, you know, almost like a throwaway or just scrapped in there. And, you know, right. There's a lot of, well, I don't want to accuse of Eric of scrapping anything, but, uh, <laughs> but even those tiny little shots where, you know, it, it, everything is just so much tighter. Uh, and I don't know if, you know, to the, to the novice eye or whatever, you would be able to. Oh, he's drawing twice up from what you saw before, right? Unless, yeah. unless you knew he was doing twice up, right? But uh, but you definitely can see the uh, the difference if you if you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If you know, it's 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 uh, it, his stuff is tighter. It's cleaner. It's like he's rejuvenated because he's working at this format now. And, and uh, I, yeah, I'm, it, I'm, I'm digging what he's doing. So, uh, yeah, definitely. And I, but I also think. I think it's probably a little bit more work on the art, you know, on his end because he got yeah. more paper to cover, right? More right, inks, right. more. 
Yeah, when you work at that size too, and you're on top of it, it's like you got. I mean, you probably have to constantly keep stepping back, you know, or closing one eye and squinting at it, looking at it, and it's like making everything, making sure everything's just proportionally correct, or you know. Yeah, it's got to be, right, it's right. Got to be much harder to like see it as like one big one piece. Right. Right. Because so if you work large. smaller, yeah, if you work smaller, it's all right there, and you can see it as a whole, as as opposed to you know. Your panels are that much bigger, and so you, you know, I got to step back and look at this. And you know, I know he, he even told me he's, he had to rework stuff because of, you know, the, the size he's working in now. So right, but he's he's and getting that, more of a feel for it, so it's probably you know, yeah, you get used to it after a while. Well, yeah, well, he's done. He did it for. He's been doing it for a couple of previous issues, so he sh- hopefully he's starting to hit his stride on being comfortable with it. Right, I, right. I would say so because it definitely <laughs> yeah. lo- it definitely looks like it's. Uh, Paying off this issue. Oh yeah, and I think he said this. This size is something that like Jack Kirby was was working off of, right? Oh, all those guys are working this size. Yeah. yeah, back in the you know before 1968, I think they changed it. The size, maybe 1967. Do you know why they changed it? Or it's probably cheaper. Not that, no, not necessarily. Uh, yeah, save on paper. I don't know. Yeah, if they were hugging trees back then, you know, worrying about <laughs> about you know supply of paper, but. Uh, I don't really know why. Maybe to right. save space, you know, yeah, storage. storage or, you know, printer size, copy size. Well, if, if Marvel and DC set the trend, it was probably a cost reason. Yeah. Right, right. And, you know, you know, yeah. You know, for supplies and boards and stuff like that, the stuff's not cheap. So, uh, twice up, it's, it's a big difference. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's... You see the comparison next to each other, and it's like, wow, man, you're like almost working poster size. And then he's doing two-page spreads. Yeah, it's like the size of a car door. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, he's drawing a lot, a lot of detail, so it's like, you know, I would say maybe the hardest picture actually to draw is Malcolm punching out the, you know. The, yeah, the big middle yeah. money shot there. Yeah, right. Yeah, just because you have to. Um... Second thumb, you know. Uh, because well, it's all, yeah, it's, it's it's a much bigger picture. It's the the figure's much bigger instead of all these little tiny figures where you can you know you you kind of zoom with your own eye where everything's at and you're you're doing your layout and your place and things to where you have to be more proportionally correct doing this picture of Malcolm punching out the punching out of the guy yeah. plus you know the panel after that you know like like his fist is probably the size of like a regular sheet of comic a regular paper. fist <laughs> yeah yeah right, that thing's huge. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of. Uh, do you guys remember when he did that um, newsprint strip for that McSweeney's uh, mm-hmm. uh, magazine? That was pretty wild. And, that and, might uh, have been even bigger. Yeah, I think it was because it was a full like newspaper sheet, but right. still pretty wild. And with the foreshortening, I mean, it, it's a perfect. It's perfect for Eric's style. Yeah. Speaking of which, that uh, Malcolm punching out panel. Mm-hmm. That's the poster. Yeah. You should get that out there in a poster format. That, yeah. <laughs> T-shirt. T-shirts. There you go. Punch it out your chest. Yeah. <laughs> um, good stuff. What, what do you think about, um, of course, in this uh, issue, the uh, the SOS shows up and it brings along all those Golden Age heroes. What do you think about those characters? Do you uh, have any interest in them as, you know? Uh, not really. Not really. <laughs> not a Golden Age guy. No, I mean, you know, it, it could be fun using that kind of stuff. Eric's like a comic book historian, so he likes all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, you well, get he's a, got the to- Tootsie Roll guy. Who, who yeah, Captain, Captain, <laughs> Captain Tootsie. 
What he the was basically the a, the chest? The guy yeah. The tees, yeah. I was kind of wondering the, about him. Think he's got something to do with Tootsie Rolls or something? No, I, yeah, I he does. He, he really does. He really does? Yeah. Oh, I thought was, he was Tom uh, Strange from... Uh... No, no. Captain Tootsie was in Tootsie Roll advertisements, and uh, I think it was C.C. Beck that used to All right. draw wow. him. Oh, That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It is pretty funny. Well, we have... Uh, I, I wrote a quick list of the guys from the Golden Age that we saw in this issue, and it was Black Terror, who I think is a real cool-looking guy. Oh, yeah. Character. Black Terror is yeah. like... Are really one of the most iconic non-Marvel DC um, Atlas national characters. Right. He's like so visually interesting. He gets re- he gets reused all the time by like indie guys who like need yeah. age characters cool. to fill space. I, mean, yeah. I think he's like Daredevil. He's got an appealing costume that didn't really you know didn't go bad with age. You know. Who's the guy above him? Are we looking at uh, the the big splash with Angel? Yeah, I think that that's the one I'm looking at. Yeah, is that uh, is that above Johnny who? Quick or above the Black Terror? Above Black Terror, that's uh, I believe Shock Gibson, <laughs> coolest Shock name Gibson. ever. <laughs> would never would have known. No. Uh, then uh, uh, you got above him Phantom Lady. Yeah, that's Phantom Lady. It's weird that he gets away with using Fan Lady. Why is that? Because I don't know D- anything about Phantom it. Lady, DC, oh, yeah. DC, basically, she's one of the uh, Freedom Fighter characters from uh, Earth X in Crisis on Infinite Earths. DC uh, basically owns her. She's gotcha. she's one of the characters that like hangs out with like Uncle Sam and Doll Man and the Human Bomb, and like DC has been using those characters for ages. Huh. I mean, I have no she's idea. She's probably I in the no public do- part was. of her. She's probably got you know her stories are like in the public domain, but. You know, DC still uses her fairly regularly. Yeah. Okay. Huh. What's her powers? Well, she's she's uh, intangible, like Kitty Pride and. Uh, oh, all right. Yeah. And Phantom. Oh, phases through things. Yeah, that, I believe those are her powers. Now that I, now that I'm thinking about it, those might be her modern powers. In the past, she may not have had any. Oh. I may need mm-hmm. to do more research on that. So you got the other kind of the guy with the star in his head. That's Captain Freedom. Surprise, surprise. Surprise. Oh, there you go. Okay. Between uh, uh, Eric Thur and Ricochet. Uh, yep, yep, yep. Uh, Silver Streak is underneath Daredevil's leg. Right. Which is fine. Eric okay. uses him a lot. He's using yeah. him at least a few times in the book. Yeah, he's only, he's got no... He seems to come that? across as like uh, Super Patriot second in command. Yeah, he, he's, Eric seems to like the character. I think, wasn't he in uh, his uh, next issue comp? Next issue's, yeah, Silver uh, Streak was one of the next issue project issues. Yeah, yeah. So he Although he's got no silver in his costume, he's Silver Streak. But Yep. <laughs> and then uh, I think that covers them all. Yeah, all the ones that show up, I think so as well. That's it. Let's see. Yeah, which I, you know, this I was wondering if they were going to show up and Eric was just going to wipe them all out. And I'm kind of glad that they didn't become cannon fodder. Right. And they're going to last a little bit. Um, yeah. But I thought they were just set up to be torn apart. It seemed like a... Oh, it's early days. <laughs> I guess that does cover everybody because we have everybody on the last uh, two-page spread. Yeah, I mean, the, the rest of the SOS, there. the rest yeah. of the SOS there is Daredevil. There's Angel, which I'm not sure if she goes by Battle Girl now or what. Uh, Barbaric, Rock, Widow, Super Patriot, Ricochet, Horridus, and Rex Dexter. So that, that looks like that's our new SOS crew for now. Cool. It's a pretty good uh, lineup. Sweet. Yeah, so I guess uh, in this story, Malcolm at this point was down in this uh, fire pit for a couple hours, according to the text, and now the SOS come in to bail him out. 
And I, I thought it was pretty interesting if, if you're reading it, it, it's like the SOS, they know they're way overnumbered because it's like through the whole battle, they're like, you know, Rex right. is like, you know, he's clear, let's get out of here. You know, I think Ricochet is like, okay, let's get out of here. They know if they stay down there too long, they're going to get destroyed. And I think Eric does a good right. job kind of conveying that, you know, with especially with this twice up, you can just draw a million different demons and they all look different, which is pretty cool. Yeah. What did you guys think of panel not uh, page nine? What's what's on that one? That that one's uh, Malcolm punching the guy holding Maxine. Oh, the cover? No, not. Yeah, I thought that was neat. Well, it's like the cover, right? Well, it is yeah. like the cover, but w- right. what I'm getting at though is it, it is the most golden age double page spread I've ever seen. Everyone is smiling, having a good time, <laughs> monsters. Hey, the monk was a kind of little smirk right there. Well, I think what happened was that you know the panel before they just knocked out the big leader guy. So I think the, the, the momentum, up. yeah, the momentum have, has changed. So they're in like you know, if you look, they're all all the demons are kind of running, freaked out, back into their hole. So yeah, yeah. times. Up. Yeah. <laughs> I thought uh, Eric did a hell of a job on just drawing the little different demon faces. There was that one splash where Maxine jumps on the scene and all those – the one where, like, the big demon is throwing Malcolm in his mouth. Yep, that's a page, it's page five. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, all that's the, a good one. The, yeah, all the faces of the demons, especially the one that's, like, like right next to, like, uh, Angel's legs. He's oh, got the big, like, big fish face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then there's yeah. this one here with a with – a, with a, like, his eyes are covered by, like, his hat on the, yeah, on, yeah. On the left. It's kind That's of good stuff. Okay, yeah. And uh, I got a kick out of the whole issue. It's just uh, Super Patriot is just shooting holes through chest cavities. Well, that's pretty what much. he does. Right. right. <laughs> his job. Even it, like, it, uh, <laughs> the first time we see him uh, jumping in there, you know, where, where he's being saved at the second two-pager, we see the little blast effects on the shoulder of the of the main guy. What's it? Yeah. The big guy? What's he called? Uh I don't know. I don't think he's ever actually named. I think uh, he's a, de- a domain do the demonoids. The great one. They say, the great they say one. That's it. The, the great, great one. one. Yeah. yeah. There's little splashes of ex- explosion hitting his shoulder right there as he's holding Malcolm. Good, good yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's, yeah, nice effects and coloring looks cool. Just, just I have, a nice package. I have to say there was one missed opportunity. Um, yeah, the cover... Yeah. I mean, it would have, uh, you know, it would have bumped Vanguard off, but the cover probably should have been a wraparound cover. Says oh, you, like a double. <laughs> yeah. So the cover. <laughs> it was really tried. cold, like four-page gatefold. Yeah, yeah. Eric tried to get me to do uh, the back cover to kind of matches uh, like connected to it, front cover, like they were connected, and I said, eh, "That's not gonna." Work. That would have been cool to see. <laughs> Uh, how, we would, well, how are you going to do that? Yeah, you know, unfortunately, he the solicitation was so far in advance, he probably didn't even know he was doing it until he was doing it. Right, right, until he decided. He was talking to me about it, you know. He came out to Chicago. That's why Chicago's gotten better, too. Ah, really? Yeah, he came out, like, in the beginning of September. And I cruised him around, him and his wife and son, and we uh, took a look at some of the landmarks of Chicago. Saw the bean. He saw, yeah, they saw the bean. Uh, he was out here for, like, a week, just... Because he, he comes out to these places for, like, conventions and stuff. And he right. never really gets to look, take, take a look at the town. And he, and he just made a point of it to come out to Chicago, take a look at Chicago. And uh, 
he got a whole bunch of pictures. He, he, he went to the, to the high school, supposedly, where Malcolm's going to be going. He took a bunch oh, of pictures really? there. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. And then uh, that's why it only took him uh, how many years? 20-something years? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's yeah, yeah. that's kind of cool to me because one of the things that always kind of bugs me is that Chicago as a city in Savage Dragon has never felt like you know a, a specific city. It's always sort of felt like generic city. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, these changes lately where things are starting to feel more and more like the real city it, it, is, I, I like it quite a lot. Yeah. So I'm glad he's making the effort. It, it really shows. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, he took a lot of pictures and, uh, well, I guess maybe one of these days we'll see the high school in there too. Of course. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, which, which he did, uh, he did do a picture of that. I think he got that off of Google before he went to Chicago and gotcha. got a picture of, uh. I forgot what the name of the high school is, but uh, I like yeah. a good mix. Though I mean, I, I once in a while, you know, it's nice to see a landmark, but I don't mind if it's generic buildings. I mean, like Jack Kirby did it all the time with New York, you know, and oh, yeah, so yeah. Th- yeah. that doesn't bother me. But it is cool to see. I, I think we commented on the uh, last Vanguard serial that you did that first uh, issue. Didn't they go by like Lincoln Park or something? Like they were. Oh yeah. Yeah. There was a couple of landmarks, and it was like, wow, that's kind of refreshing to see, you know, every once in a while. That oh, you mean that park where Mako became human <laughs> again? That that's a, yeah, that was yeah. based on a real place. Wasn't yeah. that from from, from, yeah. from memory? Yeah, because yeah. uh, I'm from Chicago, I, right, was, right, the uh, Lakeview area, of Chicago, Lincoln Park, and uh, so yeah, I have a uh, got a little more feel for uh, Chicago and stuff like that as far as. Uh, Trying to make it look like Chicago, right, right, right. You know, I used reference in that uh, first Rock House Diner story back in the uh, 132. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, using the uh, the Shed Aquarium and a few other landmarks, uh, the Sears Tower, which Willis Tower yep. now, of course, yep. Big Willie. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, is that is that his nickname now? I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it should be. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I'm looking at this picture right now on uh, issue number. Uh, 198, where they're by the bean. It seems kind of like a strange place to me to be meeting. But the <laughs> yeah, someone someone mentioned that I think on the forums or something. Yeah. But hey, you know we'll take the reference. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. And now he, they, I mean, he used this before he saw the actual bean. So he finally went out there, uh, like I said, to Chicago and went to go see the bean. And he, he was all up and all through Chicago. He's, he was walking through my old neighborhood without me. Uh, He's telling me, oh, yeah, we're over here and over this and that's, that's my old neighborhood from when I was a oh, kid. Oh, really? So, yeah, that was pretty cool. Was, like, part, like, his motivation part of it just to get some, like, photo reference and stuff he like wanted that? To get a, yeah, he wanted to get a feel for Chicago and, you know, and the, well, the way he was talking, it almost seemed like he wanted to move out there. Hey. But, uh, <laughs> well. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I always but, wonder if you ever thought about moving Dragon to San Francisco. Yeah. That'd be yeah. a. It'd be like Dirty Harry, right? <laughs> yeah. Isn't Dirty Harry a, a, a private uh, a cop in San Francisco? Probably. I haven't seen Dirty Harry in years. Yeah. I don't know. I think... <laughs> yeah, but he just, like I said, he came out here to get a feel for Chicago and wanted to be a little bit more authentic when he uh, makes reference to Chicago and stuff like that. So I think, I think it's paying off, especially now that he's working this uh, twice up. I think uh, it's being more conscious of it. Mm-hmm. So. Well, it, when, when, it becomes more obvious, I think, when you when you're putting so much more detail in your backgrounds. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. When he came to Chicago, did uh, were you working on the Vanguard serial at that time, or was yes. this? Yeah. yeah. So did yeah, he come by and? Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say, did he come by and check out your pages and talk to you guys? Like, oh no, I mean, I, 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 had, I, had, I left my stuff at home. I mean, I yeah. met him there, you know, picked him up from his hotel. We went cruising around. I drove him everywhere. We went and got some ribs. So that's his thing, ribs. I think. Yeah, he, he likes those ribs. But uh, we were a little disappointed <laughs> this time around. And we kind of say something was different, you know. It's like when you brag about something, you make a big deal out of it, and all of a sudden it's kind of a letdown. It's like, yeah, okay, it wasn't what we remembered. <laughs> but what do you mean by that? Yeah, it was the 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 it was off. You know how you you know you you brag about your favorite food place, and then oh, the food was oh, gotcha. Yeah, the ribs. Gotcha. We were yeah. talking about all right. That. So, well, yeah, yeah, we're out here for a bit, and uh. Did some things, so that was cool. Cool, it was cool seeing him again. It's well, always cool to catch up, especially when yeah, he, met his wife and his son. That was that lives, was nice. You guys live so far apart, so you never yeah. get a real chance unless it's a convention, like you said. When you're here for a convention, you're on the yeah. floor ninety percent of the time, and then you're back on the plane back. You know, home. right, right. When I went to San Diego, we uh, we went to like restaurants and stuff like that. So we walked around San Diego. That was pretty cool. Yeah, you went this past yeah. year, right? A couple Is years. That, ago couple years ago yeah yeah i think that First was time. i don't think we had talked since then right no. that no yeah I how, think, how uh, was that experience uh it was okay i didn't have yeah. a, i didn't have a table or a place to sit so i was basically standing and walking around all and the thing was like so ridiculously huge <laughs> yeah I, I really didn't enjoy it that much were you but there as I, you were there as his guest as eric's guest yeah or yeah 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 I mean, uh, he knows I couldn't stand it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think a lot of people like I've been hearing a lot of backlash co- past couple of years. That's just because it's been so overrun by the movie studios and stuff like yeah. that. Oh, it's we're talking about Comic Con. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I hear it's a zoo these days, and that it's almost entirely it's, other media. It's it's ridiculous. I mean, it's so humongously huge beyond reason that yeah. it doesn't seem like it needs to be that big. Right. But, right. Uh, yeah, like you said, there's the the gaming, the the Hollywood TV shows, whatever. I think you know? I think Eric said last this past one that it might be his last one because he's like he can't compete with you know all the other big things going on. People are already spending their money on right. you know like you said the gaming and the movie stuff and whatever right. that they don't have money to spend on the comics and it's more worth his while to go to the more comic centric. Yeah, some of the more. Uh, yeah, a little more personable and a little more laid back. Nothing so circus-like. Yeah, yeah I, I tell you, I love – he comes to the Baltimore one every once in a while. And I love to see him at the Baltimore one because it's just about comics. There's no wrestlers or you know right. D-movie stars or anything. <laughs> and yeah, you could sit there and talk with him and you know stand on the side and watch him work or whatever. And right. It's just really enjoyable as someone that's just pretty much a comic book fan and not yeah. a fan of all the other extra Eric, stuff. Yeah, Eric's really uh, personal with his fans and stuff too, so he's you know he's very reachable. Right. So, did you uh, do any sketches while you were out there for anyone? anyone? I had a few. Yeah. You know, it was I was you know how Eric says like he feels like he's kind of pushing the background to San Diego kind. Right? Yeah. You know. 
imagine me now. I'm pushing. Yeah, right, right. In in, in some kind of infinite zone somewhere. <laughs> well, who's this? You know, so. Yeah. Yeah, right. If he's feeling like uh, lonely in a, in, a, in a big thing like that, then I'm aware to be seen as far as not even <laughs> paid attention to. So, I mean, there's a few that recognize you. And, uh, oh yeah, you know, you're the turtle guy. I had an interview with the people from the that put some kind of turtle book together. Right. Uh, the the book, not the 30th anniversary thing. There was like mm-hmm. another book. Uh, Celebrating 30 years of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, right. Well, let's but, uh, let's talk. Go ahead. Sorry. Didn't mean to cut. Oh yes, yeah, so like I had an interview. With, you know, an interview with that and uh, was filmed or something. So I haven't seen the, the interview or anything, but that was done. So somebody knew well, I was let's, there. Let's <laughs> talk about that uh, 30th anniversary book. That was kind of a neat little surprise that seemed to come out of left field. You know, I don't think anyone. Ex- Expected to see another little Gary Carlson, Frank Fosco yarn, you know, and along with all, it seemed like, you know, the team from each kind of era, the the, the Turtles. Right. Um, how was that going back and revisiting that and actually seeing a story now in color, which is, I thought that was cool. Yeah, that was was colored by Cortland Brugger, too. Uh, one of our guys does some coloring for us. Guy who did yeah. the rock colors for, for the book Rock. Yeah, you could tell and, it's a lot. it was a lot darker than like what you do in Vanguard. Right, and the Rock House Diner strip had like this dark palette to it. Yeah, Eric actually colored that uh, Rock House Diner story. Oh, no kidding! Huh. Way way back when. But and yeah, Cortland uh, Cortland Car- colored the latest Vanguard story, right? Or uh, the back cover. Uh, oh, okay, the cut. Co- yeah, all right. Just, I thought just, I saw uh, his name somewhere. Welcome home, Vanguard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was that was fun. You know, twenty years later, the was it that long ago? Yeah. It's probably about yeah. that. Yeah, 1999, 17, 18 years later, through the 30th anniversary thing. Uh, it's amazing how much time has gone by since, you know, we did it back in 96 till 99 to, to this 30th anniversary thing. Because when we started, it was only 11 years old. Right. You're, yeah, only, right. you're so. only like the, the <laughs> second or third incarnation. Yeah. Now we're on three. fourth, fifth, yeah. sixth. Yeah, by the time I got the IDW, but you know, to get all these guys together, do their own incarnation, incarnation of how they did them. Yeah, I got to say, yours definitely stood out the most from the others. Um, I could tell the the Archie one had a lot of heart in it too, but uh, I didn't have any familiarity with that one. But I was really let down by the Jim Lawson one. I love yeah. that era, but that that story was just so not nothing. Not often you see his stuff in color too. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So I liked I liked the way it was colored. Uh, I yeah. I was okay with what Jim did, uh, but yeah, I can understand how you how you would. Uh, I mean, yours tied into like stuff you were doing story wise, and right that one, right, right. The, the, the cliffhanger like, that the series got left on from his period is just a, a bit of a sore spot with me. Oh. The Viacom sale <laughs> really short circuited that. Yeah, yeah, we just kind of picked up or yeah. uh, so many years later them. I don't know if you're familiar with the the volume three stuff from Image, but the yeah the definitely that was chopped up and issue number one winds up in this particular story. Yeah, he like attached himself to a raccoon so, and a raccoon host. Yeah, <laughs> and goofy thing. <laughs> but just in time for a uh, rocket raccoon from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Very true. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> how, how do you like the way we tied that in? Was that was that something that Gary had like in the back of his head from the 
when you guys originally did it and just didn't no, have time to no, play I, it out, I, or was that he just made that up? I, I actually I came up with the idea. Oh, did you? Yeah, cool. This, you know, we had the thing that was all chopped up. You know how we got the metal always coming back, and you know how it climbed down the Donny, the you know term the Cyber Don, which every fan loves. <laughs> <laughs> if they if they could stone us, they probably would. But uh, yeah, right. But you know, kind of like go back to that. You know, this this living metal and you know uh, whatever uh, symbiont. Right. That, Climb down to the, the raccoon. I mean, they did it to Donatello. Why not do it to, right? You know, survival, whatever. And climbs down to this. You know, years later, and all of a sudden, we got this thing wandering the the sewers, the sewers. seeking yeah. revenge from issue one back in 1996. As you do. Yep. So. So were you surprised when you were approached to to do a story like this? Was it like I was kind of pleasant little kinda, surprise? I was always kind of in contact with these guys. We were always talking about a little bit of something. Who uh, who contacted you? Was it, uh, uh, was Bobby, it Kevin uh, Eastman? No. Well, Kevin Eastman did contact me a while ago before that. Uh, oh, yeah? Wanting to do something, maybe doing like layouts or maybe even finishing up Volume 3. Oh, wow. Is that still on the table or not? Uh, it... I don't know. It kind of faded away. Hey, it's probably it's up to Viacom and IDW these days. Yeah. What projects get greenlit. Right. They're going to focus on. Right. And if there's a... Uh, a fan base or a following that would like to see that conclusion. Then I, mean, I guess they did it for GI Joe or some other stuff. If they ever get to reprinting your stuff, there, maybe that's that's why I'm in contact too. Right. Because uh, they're talking about reprinting the stuff. You know, eventually getting around to it, if, depending on sales, how everything else does. Right. Maybe they'll, they'll get to the volume three. It's a possibility. I would love to see it get it like an omnibus treatment. I mean, you got yeah. the perfect number of issues that you could be in a oversized hardcover. Right. That would. That would would be real neat. Might be a bonus too, is if if there was like a maybe a thirty page conclusion. Right. Added to that, maybe not something separate. I mean, if they wanted to sell it separate, that'd be one thing. Right. Yeah. If, if they didn't, if it was part of the omnibus as a conclusion to to that volume, get everybody did, back you, to normal. Did you do or you help work on like a, a fan made type of conclusion or issue? Yeah, I helped. I helped a little bit. Uh, yeah. Some uh, layouts and. And uh, that's not the way Gary and I would go about doing it. I think Gary had some input too. So Andrew Muldeen, the guys you yeah. talked about who put this together, kind of went from Gary's notes, and Andrew did his own thing with it. And then you know, gotcha. I but you'd like to do like a yeah. I did the covers and the and Kevin Eastman inked the uh, the second cover. Yeah, have you seen that stuff? I have not seen. I've not seen it. I think we should have by now, but we we I don't think we we back. Yeah, to... it was like a limited a print or something like that. So it was yeah. a print. Yeah. Oh. Oh. No, I've not seen it. No, that, yeah, not that no major, you know, like it's right, a right, right. So you, you order through your uh, Andrew Modine or. Uh, I thought it was like an electronic. Yeah, only I thought it was like something. a free like digital that comic. That too. But it just shows how uninformed we are. Yeah, there's that too, though. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so um, we should probably talk about some Vanguard. Well, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that what you guys are? Okay. Um, so yeah, Vanguard's been back for like three or four months or issues. Mm-hmm. Couldn't be happier. Oh yeah, it's good stuff. I mean, it's the, uh, space adventure we were all hoping for. Cool. I was anyway. Right, yeah, no. You kind of saw, you kind of saw we left it open at the, when they were kind of oh. sailing away in the, then when we did the 12 issue, uh. Right. Back the original when, serial. Yeah, a couple yeah. years. 
How long ago was that? Was that about three years ago? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, that's probably when we were talking that. to you. I think we were talking to you right at its conclusion. Yeah, we were close to it anyway. We were somewhere uh, around there. And that that was a great uh, uh, send off cereal. Yeah, well, I, and you know, honestly, I mean, I thought even some some of those issues, I thought I liked the backup better than the main story. And uh, yeah, because that was during the uh, the invasion arc, and that had some uh, issues. No, it, it, I just a bit better too. Yeah, but I just that 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 Vanguard story just you know it it was just a really good yarn. It was really well done. Like it was just super enjoyable, and it was probably my favorite backup of all uh, the backups that we've had through the years. Well, the way it so it was the way it tied back into Savage Dragon, like the two were like really kind of like two halves of the same whole at the time. Right. Yeah. And, And Vanguard's one of the strongest characters you know uh, supporting characters and savage dragon so it's always a treat to see him definitely top and, uh, top, top three or five you know yeah supporting characters like with up there with yeah. super patriot right it's right. like probably one of the most important characters to come out of all this right you know, I, right. and to see to see a vanguard supporting cast kind of grow and, and to get to meet and know them better you know uh Guys right. like Amok, who's you know was a villain to start off with, and now is kind of a good guy and modem and right. you know your character Galian. Uh, it's it's just pretty cool, and and it leads us to this. You know they they sail away looking for vanguards, uh, going back to the home planet, and uh, right. the way this serial is opened up is pretty cool. So yeah. I uh, appreciate it. Yeah, really we're enjoyed having, it, and we're having fun with it though. We knew we would eventually come back to because we uh, we always knew we were going to try to get up to two, bring it back in two hundred, but uh, deciding to go like a couple issues ahead of it, then leading into mm-hmm. two hundred to where we'll conclude it in two hundred. It's going to be eighteen. It'll be eighteen pages in two hundred. Oh, oh no kidding! Also, awesome. next issue, next issue is the last. Yep. Oh. So, I sent you, and I, I know I sent you the preview that the uh, two hundred cover. Yeah. Yeah, that looks that, wild. That, that's the wrap up, baby. <laughs> Well, I won't say too much, but <laughs> yeah. So basically, two hundred is like I mean I think all your backups have been about six pages, so it's about three, right? Triples. So it's three yeah, issues size. worth. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So if I drop the ball and it's getting the eighteen pages done, we can split into threes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be done in, in two hundred two. <laughs> I'm actually uh, working on the next uh, six. I got the first six pages done. I get get into the next six pages. The first six are off to the colorist, and uh, nice. I got to get it in gear. Otherwise, it will be uh, six or twelve pages, and we will conclude in two hundred one or two hundred two. Are you gonna? Are you inking them all as well? Yeah. Yeah, I know you've been doing it so far on these. Yeah. And I noticed the uh, the Vanguard logo is back on the the back cover. You know what? We were <laughs> yeah, we wanted it on that one cover, but the, a monk was kind of like being the in a way there. I, I kind of drew it too big, but I had the impression. On uh, uh, 198? Kinda, yeah. I kind of wanted the, the logo to go over the top of a muck until where we just saw his mouth and, and we got the lo- his logo on his, his chest. His logo, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like it didn't matter to me if the the logo blacked him out a little bit, cropped him out. And, you know, the focus is supposed to be the uh, Vanguard and the Baracus looking at each other. You know? Right. Baracus. And then, and then we got the mouth of the drooling mouth of a muck like, ah, you guys, you're upset. You know, you're getting me riled up here, you know. Yeah, right. I'm getting ready to bonk your heads together like three stooges or something. But uh, 
Yeah, I, I, I was thinking the, the logo would block them out a little bit, but then they tried putting the logo behind them, and they said, oh, I just leave the logo off. Right. So we were. it was always meant to be a logo on there, but well, we left it off that one. So. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, 198 was cool. My favorite part of 198, I, I know we're on 199 now, but since we didn't get to talk to you about 198, was uh, that you kind of did almost kind of like a, a double page splash in a way yeah. um, with all the, the um, what do you call them, Cl- the Calyptian, or is that yeah. how you it's this ragtag team that's been put together through, uh, through their sales, through their... Uh, yeah, what I, enjoy, what I enjoy about it is that you didn't kind of go the route of giving them all the same uniform or same look they all got these little different traits that kind of mm-hmm. make them stick out which is really cool i like how they all have different symbols and i kind of imagine that to be like they're different families or or yeah, i don't well, know like, armadas you know, or something right they're kind of rank or whatever uh, yeah like, you know star trek next generation are different color uniforms the higher ranking ones would be one color and then the soldiers would be another color and Stuff like that. You know. They all have a different kind of weird, like facial hair. It's really like pointy. It's not quite hair. I don't know what it right, is. <laughs> right. Some kind of membrane or something. Yeah. <laughs> Some kind of growth. Yeah. Some have a. You know, we even got females mechanic. in there. We got the, uh, yeah, part cyborg. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a really nice touch. Uh, and actually, I was really surprised to see, you know, that there were actually survivors, which is cool too. Yeah, we figured, you know, with them sailing back to Calyptus, that they would pick up people on their way in the other Amidas and the, you know, more skull ships, too. I mean, we, we got five. They leave with one skull ship, and they're coming with five or something. Right. So, plus a couple of their own ships, the two big uh, Calyptian ships, whatever that may be. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, they're... The way I guess Calyptus works is the the actual planet itself is all polluted and just been destroyed from right. the civilization, and they all live in these floating cities. Right. And where all the the dragon people, the Krylians or Krillians or however you say it, they they were actually on the actual planet, right? When they yes. when they got right. wiped out. Right. And so it seems to me, and from what I remember from your character uh, Galian, is that you're going in the direction where he might be able to revive the planet or something like that. Cause doesn't he have a connection with like the kind of nature, Gaia, yeah, nature entities or something on, yes. on planets? Yeah. He'll, uh, Can you take that... us back through that? Like, like what his deal is for, for like listeners that might have not read like strange visitors or your last serial with the, uh... Oh, put me on a spot. Are you? Mm. Yeah. I, no. I remember all this stuff now. <laughs> is it, hey, is it your character? The original Ethereum? <laughs> Yes, yes, he is from uh, man, go, we're going way back now. The original E3, uh, there's like keepers of the thing called the powerhouse and the planet Ethra. Yes, and uh, the keepers of the powerhouse, you know, uh, uh, they uh, control the powers, the, the planet's power and stuff like that through the powerhouse, and it kind of uh, revives the, the, the planet. Yeah, from what I understand, right? They, they their staff or something helps. Yeah, it's, like it's some, this, yeah. this powerhouse grows out of the ground and kind of, right. you know, right. it becomes yeah, yeah. theirs. You're putting me on a spider. I'm trying to think. Of <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since I've done all this stuff. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we saw Galian's staff in the, you know in the the first of 
one of those Vanguard, uh, Vanguard, Savage Dragon backups. When, when, when yeah. You, when the Ethereum backup, the Ethereum saga, right. the watches of Pirate, Pirate's Gorge, where, uh, what's the girl's name? Valerie. She mm-hmm. pulls that, that, wrote that vine off the, uh, off the powerhouse, you know, Earth's powerhouse that they were right. rejuvenating in the desert there. Yep. She, pull, she gives them like, like this withered piece of wood. And the next time we see Galen in the, the, uh, Vanguard backups the first time around, uh, back in 170, whatever it was. Savage yeah. Dragon. It was almost like it, crazy. Yeah. It was crazy. Now it's, yeah. There's this crystal forming on top of the, of the root of that, that st- staff now. Now, in this particular series, it, the, the, the gem, the crystal is getting more formed and more finished looking. Yeah. So it's like all, of, even Galen's getting young because he, he walked off as an old man. Right, right, right. And the next time we see him in like that Vanguard story, he's he's getting younger looking, he's rejuvenated. And now even in this particular series, the the, the staff is more formed now. The Janus staff, it's called the Janus staff. Yep, yep. J A N N U S. Uh, it pulls the energies from the planet. Uh, he he makes a mention like uh, uh, it's barren look. Uh, gas, this plant's pulse is very weak. You were talking about the issue one uh, ninety seven here. Mm-hmm. Uh, what those invaders did to his horrible Vanguard, it's barren, desolate. But you know, you see his staff glowing, and so, so something's kind of triggering the staff a little bit. So, uh, and we see in one which issue, I'm kind of scattered brain all over the place here. It's okay. I'm, I'm I'm trying to get my thoughts together. We we see him in the newest <laughs> issue, and he's right. like really rejuvenated looking, and his staff's glowing. He's like, you know, I hail you, Mother Calyptus. You have been ill-used, your resources exhausted, right. left to rot, you know, and, you know, he offers all the corpses up to them. And I don't right. know if he uses that to, to the planet and, and they'll take, take the energies of the, of the, of the, of the dead into the planet and all this convoluted nonsense. But, uh, well, it's, it leads <laughs> me to believe that there's going to be a powerhouse type structure, which, which, coming up which if we ever did that in the, if we ever came back to that, that was kind of like the thinking. I don't want to yeah. say too much, but, uh, uh, we we lost. What happened to Thram? Because we don't. Is that coming to your house? Whose house is that coming to? <laughs> Not mine. <laughs> That's mine apparently. <laughs> Run for it, Jim. Yeah. But uh, Thram, the other Calyptian. Uh, yeah, because we don't. We're, he's not even mentioned. We're not. He's not even seen. What happened to Thram? I mean, has, has he been? We, we don't. There's some backstory that we're not even telling. Has he been killed off? Do we even need to know that? They know that. Right, right. You know, does the reader necessarily need to know? Hey, remember there used to be a guy named Thram. It's not stuff that people always constantly talk about, you know. I yeah, I think we're all. Wait, we're was all Thram the other guy who came along with uh, Barakas? Barakas? Yeah. I thought he yeah. died during the invasion. No. No. Oh, jeez. No. No, he, he he left with them, and uh, okay, he was one of the guys right. that went with them with Modem and uh, Galen and Mamak and you know Lurch and all them. Right. So you're intentionally leaving him out. So I'm assuming we're going to see him at so some what, point. What, 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 what if a guy like Thram became like an Ethrian? Oh, there you go. That's an idea. That'd be pretty cool. I mean, I guess we'll see. Just, just throwing that out there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not that we'll ever do that, or if it, you know, Eric might be like, "What? Get the." Yeah. Right. You know, he may. That might be a total. You're nuts. Forget. It. Well, it seems like wherever there's like a Galian guy, there's almost like an Ethrian type guy, right? But, but or yeah, because Galian, who used to be an Ethrian, is not going to become a keeper. Like uh, I don't, know if, 
if I should even mention these characters from uh, way back when, a keeper like like a Valerie. Right. Yeah. I should be, you know, but there was before Valerie, there was a character called Amalek. Right. From uh, the old uh, Megaton stuff. Right, and then I mean, if if the listeners out there want more of a kind of a history lesson or or learn more about Galian and Ethrian, uh, there's Vanguard Strange Visitors one shot that came out in the '90s, which you could probably find at like uh, Mile High Comics or, mm-hmm. or somewhere like that. And then you had your backup. What what issues was that in? Like 150s uh, or something had, like had, that. Had had Ethereal Warriors too, and uh. The yes, it's, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, the, definitely. Ethereal warriors were casted up the the. That's what I meant. Not strange visitors. It was ethereal. Well, although Ethereal was in strange visitors, no, right or no? I don't he think wasn't? so. No. All right, then it was just ethereal warrior. Ethereal right. warriors. Really? Yeah. That... Oh. Yeah. No, Nas, you're right. Strange, oh, yeah, ethereal warriors. That's right. Ethereal warriors. Yeah. Which almost is like an Ethereal comic with Vanguard in it. You know, in which, a way. Which which was what it was supposed to be. Right. Right. But uh, it was actually, actually supposed to start off as a, a backup. There's like two uh, eight-page stories in there, then everything else is kind of like I think we talked about this before. Yeah, we did, but it's it's good for everything. Was, it was all kind of fitted in and fixed in there and added to and manipulated and. So it's definitely a good book to look up, though, if you really want a, an understanding of how the the Ethereum character and and uh, yeah. if you really want, characters yeah. work. Yeah. And then, like I said, what was the name? I forgot. What was the name of the the serial you had with E3 and uh, about 50 oh, the, issues the ago? The Watches of Pirate Gorge. Yeah, there you go. The Watch so that ran in Savage. Ran. Like I'm trying to look it up, but unfortunately, E3 doesn't have a, uh, a a specific entry in the Savage Dragon wiki. So what's the matter with them? I know, right? It's yeah. like a flaring <laughs> oversight. <laughs> it's probably because it's not a. a, a uh, a Larson uh, character. Yeah, I, I think that. I don't think he's never appeared yeah. in the pages of Savage Dragon itself. It's like around 145 or something like 145 that. 145. Oh, it started. It, it started back in blue. Yep. 145. Blue. Yep. So what? to 159. There you go. So 149, 159, E3 in. Check the, your local libraries. Yeah, 145 through 159. Uh, I'm gonna get the one with the Obama versus Osama. Yeah, yeah, that one. But uh, yeah, it was uh, within the uh, fifteen issues. I think uh, Eric had uh, bring up this source spot of uh, uh, one backup in there with uh, I replaced the Etherian Saga with uh, Image United. Oh yeah, yeah. So it skips on one of the skipped it skipped in there somewhere. Or unless it was at the, uh, I think it was Image United. Yeah, I think you're right. Because I think it was like early Daredevil, you know, Golden Age Daredevil with the dragon on the cover or something. Was that? Okay. I think that, so, I think, oh no, I think was that? No wait. No, that was before. That, that was that 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 was that, yeah, that was the uh, uh, free comic day. Free right. comic book day with Daredevil. yeah that, yeah it's yeah. got right it's got nothing to do with that one. It was it was just the free comic book day, the the free comic itself. Right. You, Purchase it had the Ethereum backup in it, but if you got the free comp, didn't have the Ethereum backup in it. Right. That's what. I'm, okay. So there you go. I mean, the Ethereum backup from 145 to what'd you say, 159? Yes. 159. Four, 14, 14 backups. Right. Right. Yeah, that, that that ran a while. Yeah, it did. 
and kind of dragged down, didn't it? Yeah. Well, at first, I actually didn't like it <laughs> because I wasn't really I, sure what I was looking at, and yeah. then later on, I reread it and really appreciated it for what it was. Yeah, you know, we, we try to set that up to where we didn't want to say anything in the beginning. Right. It did t- did kind of just show up, and it didn't really have a lot of context. And then yeah, it's yeah. like we were it's like we were one of the five people that were paying attention to the E3 Warriors to pick up on it. Right. You know? <laughs> and of course, I hadn't read that at that time. Right. And uh, so yeah, yeah. This is a E3 and backup. What's going? On? Yeah. So. Didn't quite. Yeah, work. It's neat though. I, I like it. I I like how it's you know. The, the character is kind of the the Galian character and Ethereum character have kind of kept moving since and you know and called back to that Ethereum uh, one shot. It was just it was just fun fun to see something different. Oh yeah, just all straight off from uh, what we were talking about Vanguard to we jumped on the Galian and Ethereum stuff. So yeah, so we're just kind of saying how how <laughs> Galian's now on uh, right Calyptus uh, kind of. Uh, Looks like he's screwing around with the planet and might maybe might bring it back to health or something. Who knows? I, mean, I guess you know, but that's from reading it. That's what I'm getting out of it, and it's. I think that's kind of that's, yeah. That's a good. Uh, that's how it's. Yep, you got it right. So cool. that's what he's doing. So um, yeah, this Vanguard. There's been a, there's a lot of modem stuff in this uh, particular installment. Um, right. She uses her powers to track Wally. She definitely seems to be really infatuated with Wally, which I really like about her character right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of an interesting asymmetrical relationship where, you know, she's a superhuman and he's a robot. And right. They seem to, like, get on pretty well. Yeah, she's got some kind of connection with the Machines. technology and the computers and stuff anyway, because, you know, her name is Modem. Right. And you know, uh, so <laughs> some kind of connection there, so. So, yeah, she is fascinated with Wally. Um, I don't know if it's a good a good fascination, but uh, it's kind of a bizarre fascination. I find it interesting she gets turned back into her human self again. Uh, I recall in the last one, I believe either Vanguard did it to her intentionally trying to depower her, but it never seems to take. She always just seems to be able to repower herself. Mm-hmm. I have no explanation. No explanation. Okay. <laughs> it <would> just <laughs> Gary writes in my drawing. No, but... <laughs> But yep. it's a cool dynamic, though, because it is. she's, like, yeah. not a very attractive woman in real life, and then she yeah. turns into, like, this... She's probably over, over Rose. I'm not going to stay as the Stacy uh, Stacey Swan. Yeah. All names, you it's, know? The it's Swan. like a... It's like a... Rever- well, like a reverse uh, Ben Grimm. Well, even, even <laughs> yeah. her... Uh, well, even her... Um, her modem form is actually... She's, like, really muscular. She's, like, a really strong woman. Right. Which is quite a bit different than your typical, you know, comic book heroine yeah, body type some, yeah buck some uh, archback uh, bimbo so <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when you guys are writing the vanguard strip how do you guys do you guys use like a marvel method how do you or do you get a full script from gary or how does yeah, that gary, work he sends me a full script but then we bounce it back and forth and i'll tell him you know what let's, this this isn't working right here i mean i got a lot of input i put a lot of stuff in there and, yeah um, He's, oh yeah, that works. You know, he likes what I do, and uh, I got my own sensibilities. How I think a story can be told. Right. The we work it out that way. Uh, if I feel like something's not working right, I'll go in there and uh, tell you know, I'll rearrange what he's written and kind of move it around a little bit, and I'll add my own thing to it, and then we work it out. It usually comes out. You know, it's, it's a collaborative effort. So. Yeah. Uh, I bet. I mean. It, it, 
this whole thing with the uh, at the end, the last page there, with Stacy doing the yeah, and uh, you know the Wally's supposedly a dead droid right there, you know, and uh, she kind of does touches the ankle of the of the mech and sends a charge into into the to the Wally to get the technicals wrapped around that guy's head and pop, crunch you on. Yeah, that's you cool. Know, just her last uh, bit of revenge on a on a mech there, but. It's it's still that Wally. She's just uh, using the the her modem abilities to trigger a reflex in the right in Wally's uh, tendrils tentacles there. there yeah so that 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 that's that that I contributed that was my part I put in there nice and yeah. I mean as the artist I'm assuming that you're doing a lot, a lot of the the character designs because we do see a lot of, like I mentioned with the the Vanguard, uh, the, the Clifton Army, and you know even the Mechs and right. stuff. Is that something that you would draw like a couple of designs and send over to Gary, or he's pretty much kind of cool with what you? you... Know, the, the Mech design and even the uh, the Tyranian designs were originally kind of taken off from uh, what Nikos did. Gotcha. We yeah, I mean that one backup. Uh... Yeah, and we kind of you know we we modify them and kind of do our own little twist on them, but those are. Right. Mostly influenced by Nikos, what he did, and then uh, you know, kind of do our own take. Right. So, so as far no, as far as the 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 Clifton group of guys, that that's all me. Uh, Gary doesn't say, "Hey, draw this guy this way." That. No, I, I do all that. Uh, he says about a dozen uh, Clifton's floating in the air in front of Van, and then you know, and that's what so, I come up with. What's your What's your typical schedule like when you're doing a backup? I know you have a full-time job, so. I got a real job. <laughs> do yeah. you just, when you come home, or you fit it an hour here, an hour there, or how do you, second, how do you second get Second hour here, I, I start my job. I work at a school for kids mm-hmm. with uh, special needs, uh, yeah. behavioral problems and stuff like that. But uh, it's from, from a preschool to to seniors in high school to kids from transitioning from uh, uh, seniors in high school to adulthood. You know, we can have kids up to 22 years old. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I'm mostly a driver, so I do a lot of driving back and forth. So I got, you know, I'm thinking a lot. So, <laughs> but, oh, yeah. uh, so I'm on the road constantly, which mm-hmm. I love it. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. But uh, I've been working there for like 14 years. But, yeah, I, I work from there from like 730 till 3 o'clock. And there are times when I get up at night or, you know, I'll go to bed purposely early, like 9 or 10 o'clock, and get up at 3 or 4 o'clock and, and get the drawing until I have to go no to work. Kidding. Yeah. Wow. Then, I'll, then I'll go to work and I'll come home, uh, do some more work before I go to bed. Uh, I, I, you know, I don't apply it myself as much as I should, only because, you know, I'm tired and I don't feel like, you know what, I don't feel like messing with this right now. Yeah, I'm, right, right. I'm, well, I'm, I'm get tired. A... Oh, my eyes are, <laughs> right. I can't keep my eyes open. Uh, yeah. But uh, I try to use every available time and moment that I have to, to try and get some work done. But I can procrastinate with the best of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I can I can That's whip cool. out a. Eric needed this cover, this this cover that I sent you guys for two hundred. Right. Yeah. Um, oh, Frank, I think we're gonna have to do a. Uh, we're gonna have to use a pinup for a. For the for the back cover because the guys over at Image need need the covers. I said since when they need the back cover? Well, because it's a square bound book, they need the. Ooh. The back cover. Uh, and scoop. Yeah, they need a <laughs> <laughs> they need the back cover and the front cover for for this, you know. Yeah. So it's not for solicitation problems because it's already been solicited with right. the cover that 
know, for two hundred. Must have to do with the printing somehow with the yeah. with the binding is right. They have to be they have to pre-printed. have you know, set right, you know, and they'll get it all together. So he's like, you know, the way he's talking, I'm thinking like I needed this thing yesterday. Right. <laughs> so, so okay, well, well, I guess you gotta do what you gotta do. And I st- we started going back and forth. So do, do they have all the stuff that they need for this cover? You send them the pinup already? And he goes, No, he hasn't sent it yet. And he's telling me, Well, they don't need it until November third. I said, What? <laughs> so <laughs> So that, that this was like Monday night or something. So I just drew it up real quick and I inked it up and you know, the next day it was done. Because, you know, I had you know, I had it all drawn out and then so they were good for it. So it's uh, David Seltzer, who colored the original Vanguard stuff from the previous series, colored the back cover. And so, so uh, I guess for the for the listener out there, Frank emailed us a copy of the cover, the back cover of 200, the Vanguard cover, which looks pretty sweet. It is. Can sick. we can we explain or describe what the cover is? Is that okay? Or I mean, you I don't know when this is going to be released. It's work in progress. Do yeah. not post it, but at least describe what we're seeing. Yeah, you can I mean, describe it if you want. Yeah. I mean, if, what I'm seeing, it looks pretty. It looks pretty neat. I mean, it looks like a great back cover for a 200, and it's basically uh, Vanguard. And I don't know. If, I guess spoiler, block ears. If you want to hear, it's holding Roxanne, and <laughs> it looks like one of the floating cities uh, exploding behind him. Which I don't know. It just looks like a really cool effect, and, and looks like a, a great. A great cover to kind of end the series. So, yeah. Thanks. So, that, that's how we're, uh, that's the last, uh, last hurrah. And, you know, Eclipse actually is the city, so it's, it's not the planet. Yeah, right, right, so, right. I mean, I mean, each, each city has its own name. There's the, you know, the Hall of Science and whatever the name of the other cities are. Um, so what? So that? So I always thought Calyptus was the planet, and the cities are just hovering over the planet. Yeah. Well, when you get this, uh, where are we at here? Page one, which Eric thought should have been the, the cover for uh, the back cover. Really? Broken home. Yeah. Yeah. You see the planet uh, in the background. Uh, yeah. Right. There's a the planet in the background. You've all been on the planet below, but these flying citadels are the real Calyptus. Ah, yes. You know, this ah. is the city is Kono's capital of the planet. This the rest of the Grand Alliance, the free world of the universe. Gotcha. This is my city, my home. So, yeah, because everybody lived in the cities. They didn't live on the planet because of. But you, like you said, the uh, the Krylons were trying to make make a home of it. But uh, yeah, which we got to, that didn't work out. <laughs> no, yeah, which we we got that the uh, you know the 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 Krylon ship in the on the horizon over there yeah yeah now that's gotta be we're thinking maybe forming that into something too maybe that would become powerhouse or that'd be pretty wild that's a huge uh ship yeah yeah it's like it's like a mountain range you know so right yeah it almost that i mean it's it's become part of the background it's so big right very cool very cool so that's what's going on there nice nice so very excited so, to, the, to yeah. the conclusion. I'm glad you guys are liking it. It's, it's a slightly disappointed that your guys are putting it on. Like, I mean, 200 is a big, you know, special. But I almost felt like I, I wanted a few more months of it. <laughs> you want us to break it in three more? I'd rather you break it into three more parts. You know, keep, you wanted to come back. <laughs> oh, you come back for Dragon Man? Yeah, come on. Yeah. 
Well, I think it's cool, though. I think hopefully 200 is going to be an issue that, you know, a lot of newer people try out or something just because of the hype of a 200 issue. So, you know, for them to get a larger dose of Vanguard and be exposed to Frank's work is kind of cool, too. And I don't know. It's funny. Know. It's funny. Some of the cover solicitations that we've already seen coming off of, you know, I think 201 is out. Is 202 cover out? I believe so. Yeah. yeah it feels like yeah. 200 isn't going to be a huge game changer story-wise because you still I think you saw the game changer this issue before right uh, but yeah you know, because that's artistic uh, uh, of what our Eric did uh, he's it's it's back to status quo as far as you know the regular book uh, you, if you're looking for 200 or 199 again well it's back to regular old Savage Dragon story, which, you know, still cool. Yeah. It's still, it's still yeah, twice. I mean, well, stuff like yeah. that, you know? Well, I'm not saying that as a negative. I'm just an obstacle. No, I don't, I don't that. Yeah, I don't people, mean to make it sound like a negative either. Cause, yeah. uh, some people some yeah. people would use their, their big, you know, centennial issues to, like, kickstart a whole thing. But I think to Eric, it's just, it's not just, not just it's another issue, but it is just, ultimately, every issue should be special. Yeah. Well, and he just did it with 190. Was it 193? Is that one? Yeah. With, and I think he did mention Malcolm that 200 Lord. doesn't actually fall like on a on a clean break in a trade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he can't really use it as a clean as a as a break point for an arc or anything. So yeah, I mean, well, 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 well. the cover solicitation was what the him breaking out his uh, old man. No? Yeah, I think the vicious circle is going after dragon. Right. Something yeah. along those lines. Angel and uh, which is are there to the rescue or something? Yeah. Something. Well, they're yeah. back in town with this issue, so presumably. Yeah. To me, it might be a continuation of. Uh, yeah. It, it, I saw a couple of pages he did, uh, just black and white pages, but uh, he's he's got a lot of work. He's got, you know, we're talking about this had uh, the deadline for this has been uh, next uh, Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, if they're looking to get the covers Not printed. Yeah, not this coming Tuesday, but uh, the seventh or what's what's that Monday? Uh, Monday the third, or the following? The, the following week. The following week. Uh, the eighth. Yeah. No, that's I'm, December. Uh, the tenth. Tenth. So yeah, which yeah, I it's not much time. And I'm surprised if we make that deadline because <laughs> there's a whole lot to do. Well, and he just posted on Facebook. He's right now inking a bunch of the Herb Trimpe pages that he got from right. for the right. the. For that story, and I, I guess he already penciled Herb's pages. Yeah, absolutely. because right, they're swapping. He's gonna yeah. ink Herb Trimpe's pages, and Herb Trimpe's gonna ink his, and it's two yes. different stories. Yeah. Plus Eric's story. Plus, plus you know, I don't know if he's doing anything else. Yeah, bunch bunch of coloring plus what I gotta do. I hate to be the one <laughs> to put the book on hold, so I don't think that's gonna happen because Eric will go without me. Yeah, <laughs> I think maybe you guys will get your. Uh, up to 202. <laughs> <laughs> but then, um, you know, I, I got a back cover for 200. It wouldn't make sense for uh, if it's only the six pages. Right. There you go. Yeah, then we'll, we'll so you're in a bind, 12, man. You better hang up with pages. us and get working. I <laughs> <laughs> might have to. Yeah. yeah so. I mean, well, we, we've been talking close to an hour now, yeah. so. Who is it? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I told oh, you. Wow. I told you this is easy. We could keep going. <laughs> But yeah, we should we should probably try to wind down. We have to. Uh, okay, you guys got to do your uh, stuff. I know you gotta add on to that. Yeah, right. but uh, let's try not to make it another three years, and you know maybe uh, 
talk again after uh, at some point discuss the the conclusion of the Vanguard serial, uh, you know, and okay, and uh, I appreciate go from it, there. Well, thanks for having me on, and uh, we really appreciate your time. I know you're you're a busy guy, and you're trying to yeah. wrap up your your stuff. Uh, yeah, it's I'm, always, gonna go, I'm gonna get off of here and uh, procrastinate some more. <laughs> it's always fun <laughs> to talk to you. We really enjoy your your insight. Yeah, and, this uh, has been great. All right. Appreciate you. it, guys. I appreciate Thanks, you having me on. All right. Thanks. Thanks. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. Well, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's always a blast having Frank on. Uh, he's just fun to talk to. He just go. I love. I, I love that Chicago accent. <laughs> it's just. You can't. You can't fake it. Yeah. Yeah. See, always a good time. See, so yeah. I mean, exciting news about Vanguard concluding next issue, but issue two hundred is going to be a a big to do as it is. So. Lots to look forward to. Um, since Raven's not here, I'm going to have to do my best Raven impression. Uh, Wait, I'm going to go get my popcorn. Hold on, okay. hold on. Okay. All right, I'm ready. All right. Next. Uh, clear next throat. Huh? <laughs> I said clear throat, get ready. <clears throat> All right. Mr. Bumnuts, proceed. <laughs> All right. Savage Dragon. Oh, that's no good. That's not very Raven-like. Savage Dragon, 200. Savage Dragon is out of prison, and the Vicious Circle is gunning for him. Malcolm Dragon and his stepsister Angel join forces to keep their father alive against an all-out assault in this movie-length epic. Backup stories include an Angel and Mr. Glum story drawn by Batman alum Chris Burnham, Malcolm and Savage Dragon in World War II by legendary Incredible Hulk artist Herb Trebay, Special Operations Strike Force by Nikos... Kautzis, Vanguard by Gary Carlson and Frank Fosco, and Malcolm Dragon by Travis Sengus. Gonna be a good issue, I imagine. Nice. Nice. It was a good effort. Yeah. I, not not Raven. I don't have the magic. I don't think anyone could, could uh, replicate uh, Raven's Raven's just input. the natural radio personality of this podcast. <laughs> But yeah, uh, I can't believe that 200 is is next. It is. It's it's pretty insane. Oh, it is crazy. 110 issues for me. It's been a long, crazy ride. It's gonna be tough to 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 do a podcast on uh, 200. We're gonna have to do a part one and part two. We might have to. We might have to break it up. <laughs> and then I'm just thinking of you know you're reading all these names in in the, the solicitation description these are all guys we're gonna have to have on the site or on the podcast or something yeah somehow figure a way but uh yeah so uh it's gonna be fun it is can't wait that was a good episode uh again Very raven important. sorry you couldn't couldn't join us uh if you're listening hopefully you're uh not freaking out about anything Who? <laughs> raven oh yeah freaking out about the this podcast <laughs> how boring it is without, without all raven his, uh, to, like his quips and his uh clever innuendo <laughs> all righty well it was good chatting with you jim good talking to you craig it's good having all you all right. listening yes and uh send us some letters like comment let us know what you want to hear yeah like comment and subscribe cool We'll see you guys in uh, about a month. See you in about hopefully. a month. Ha! More like middle <laughs> of December.
the Savage Fincast is a member of the Gutter Trash Podcast Network, which can be found at guttertrash.net. The Savage Fincast is part of the Comics Podcast Network, which can be found at comicspodcast.com. Also, find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash user slash savagefincast.